the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part one of our look at the rogue cards in the box. We are going to discuss Disguise, Embezzled Treasure, Thieves Kit, and Thieves Kit Level 3. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And I'd like to take this opportunity to wish everyone out there a happy holidays and a very happy new year. I am really looking forward to seeing what the Arkham Horror LCG holds in 2023. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a blessed token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. Speaking of amazing members of the community, PSZ Nix is the latest patron to embrace the darkness. Thank you very much for your tremendous support. It is greatly appreciated, and I hope that you have a fantastic 2023. If you would like to be amazing like PSZ Nix and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Rochitti for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the Whisper and Darkness logo, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our review of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We are going to take a look at the rogue cards uh, in this episode. How are you uh, doing, Madastrophic? Have you had any uh, contact with Nate? I was about to ask you the same thing. I heard some static on my radio the other day. It might have uh -huh. been some type of communication from Nate, but then my uh, wife changed the the dial. and Oh, and you never got it back. I never right? got it back. Those things get really fiddly. Yeah. So oh, no. he might have been in contact with me, but yeah, I... I'm afraid he uh, he may be still lost in time and space. He might even be on Yugoth and uh, had his brain extracted and put into one of those canisters. Oh, that would explain the radio. All right, we gotta we're gonna have to do something about this. Uh, we need we need some, but we need some like shred of evidence that he's on Yugoth before we can set out there. That's true. I mean, That's true. tickets to Yugoth are expensive. They I mean, are. They are. Yeah, and I'd be glad to go, but not without some evidence that he's there. Yeah, and I I'm not willing to put my my own brain in a in a cylinder in order to to make the trip. That seems yeah, to be that's the, not a waiver. I'm willing the to common yeah. the common way. So yeah, we are still waiting for uh, some sign that uh, Nate will be uh, returning from wherever he is. In the meantime, we are going to uh, dig into these rogue cards. We're going to start off with Disguise. It is a three-cost asset with an agility skill icon, the talent trick, and illicit trait. 
uses four supplies as an action. You can spend one supply, evade. You get plus two agility for this evasion attempt if you succeed and the evaded enemy is non-elite. It does not ready during the next upkeep phase. I was uh, struck reading this card that it is uh, has the same template as uh, Grim Memoir in the uh, Seeker class. Basically the same cost, same number of supplies, same sort of ability. You know, you spend an action, you get plus two agility in this case, whereas Grim Memoir was plus two intellect. And then if you succeed, you get a thing where Grim yeah. Memoir was uh, a card. In this case, you get to uh, the enemy that you evaded does not uh, ready during the next upkeep phase. So this is somewhat similar to paying three resources for four copies of Slip Away, which was released oh, right. back in, I believe it was City of Archives. Now, Slip Away costs uh, two resources, so you would be saving yourself uh, some money. What do you think about uh, this one? When I look at this, guys, I was actually comparing it to uh, Stealth. Stealth doesn't have any use limit, but that one you effectively get plus two on your evasion test, but you don't actually evade the thing. You know, Stealth. So it sounds like what's really going on here with this, guys, is you're getting plus two on four evasion does. And that's not bad, like for three cost. The uh, the bit about succeeding and the evaded enemy being non-elite, okay. You just have to succeed. That's nice. You don't have to succeed by two. So that plus two that you're getting on the evasion attempt, you get to realize the full benefit of it because you're not trying to overshoot in order to get the extra effect. Okay. And how often... So the real question becomes, like, in your group, how important is it that things do not ready during the next upkeep phase? If you're, like, three-player, and one of you, only one of you can deal with enemies, and that's the you playing Disguise, well, that, that seems pretty good. If you're playing four-player, and, like, two of you are, like, Guardians and Rogues, like Tony Morgan and Mark Harrigan, that's going to be less important, because you're going to crush all the enemies anyway. And you're just evading them just as a for a single round. Yeah, I think when we talked about Grim Memoir, you were comparing it to to basically, like, you're getting four copies of Perception in yes. your hand. This yes. is similar in that you're basically getting four copies of Manual Dexterity. True. With a slightly True. different benefit if you succeed, in this case, yeah. the non-elite enemy not readying rather than drawing a card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's pretty good. I... The three cost again this is the the solo player coming out in me but it it's one of those like after i have played the other assets that i want on the table whether you know it's lock picks or stuff like that and a gun it's sort of like this is asset four and five that oh, yeah. i would be happy to have but as the game went on i'd be less interested in actually taking the action to play it even though i'm going to get mm -hmm. some benefit but you know evasion is pretty strong in solo it's often better than actually yeah. having to slog through and kill kill an enemy or spend a ton of actions killing it when you can just evade it and and be done with it keep going i think in a solo environment the fact that the evaded enemy doesn't ready during the next upkeep is actually like kind of good because if you're not able to evade and then leave the location 
then you're then you're 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 kind of you, that's great yeah in solo yeah that's yeah because you don't have anybody else to lean on yeah you evade it and then you can't leave because you need the clue or you need to do the thing at that location yeah. and then you're kind of like well now i'm wasting two actions this actually saves you that action yeah on the next turn and it prevents you from getting nice. dogpiled you know, effectively and like in my in my brief solo experiences that's how i you tend to lose in my in my experiences is like you get dogpiled by like two enemies and then you just can't keep up with the number of evasions you need to make and then this really solves that problem so yeah this sounds like a pretty decent solo card if you can afford to if you can afford to get it down on the board yeah. um at least one thing it is nice is it doesn't take up a slot so that's pretty cool yeah, that is one of the the significant differences yeah. between this and say Grim Memoir, where Grim Memoir oh, is taking up a hand slot. This one is, this one's slotless, so it's not uh, interfering with any of your other goodies uh, on the table. It also has the uh, the illicit trait, which uh, we will see is on a whole bunch of cards in uh, this particular expansion. Uh, all leading up to uh, Underworld Market, which is basically like building a tony morgan insight deck for illicit cards oh gotcha, gotcha. so the uh, illicit receives a lot of uh, support in this particular expansion how would you uh, rate this one it's okay i think i'd give it a, a zero like it's not like the greatest thing in the world but it's not bad either okay so if you're playing someone who has like three or four evasion and that plus two is really meaningful, then I think this is pretty good. If you're playing someone like Kamani and you already start with five uh, agility and then you're already playing assets to go to six or seven, I don't think you need this. I'm going to give it a zero as well. I think that's a, a good spot for it. it I think it's mm-hmm. in the in decks that that need this type of effect, I think it's pretty good. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you might even, I know a lot of people, I, I, I know that, uh, you and uh, Nate and I play tend to play a lot of skills, and mm-hmm. if you are the type of player who doesn't want to play a lot of skills and is looking for room to sort of cut down, packing a copy of Disguise might help you in. Oh, in that's the, true. In that respect, you can sort of slim yeah. slim down your skill package a little bit because you've got say four four plus twos sitting on the table, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not bad. The next card we're going to take a look at is Embezzled Treasure. It's a zero-cost asset with a uh, intellect skill icon, the item, and illicit trait. As a free-triggered ability, you can exhaust Embezzled Treasure, move up to t- two resources from your resource pool to Embezzled Treasure to a maximum of 10 resources on it. As a forced effect, when you resign or the game ends... For every two resources on Embezzled Treasure, an investigator of your choice begins the next scenario of the campaign with one additional resource in their resource pool. So I have a question for you, Matastrophic. I have not, I don't have experience playing a big money deck, but when I saw this card, it sort of felt like after scenario one, this is always in online okay. in the right big money deck. You will always be able to do this. And so say in four player, everybody will be starting the game with one additional resource and you'll get two. 
or because this is non-unique, everybody starts with two resources and you start with four. Is this, uh, am I going down the right alley on this one or? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> this, this looks pretty cool. I got to admit it's, it's such a wild effect that, you know, it's, it's kind of like victory points, but not really, you know, I think that's, that's really cool. It's definitely new, a new frontier for this game. Okay. So it costs zero to put down. It's one action to put down and it's basically a dead draw because it does nothing in, you know, the current, in the current game. All you're doing is setting up for the next game. And it takes at least five turn. It takes five turns at least to like get up to ten. Okay, so that you're, this is actually like a significant investment, right? The, think of it like think like delve too deep, which like also does nothing on the in the game you play it, you know, except draw you more encounter cards. Yeah, this is kind of like rogue delve too deep. I think it's really interesting because you kind of create a snowball effect where every game you manage to like fire this off and build it up. You're gonna start the next game at an advantage, and also in a position to get this down and fire and fire it off. I think there's a card that's coming up later, Underworld Market, which this slots like perfectly into, because you don't you 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 don't want to draw this. This is like a terrible draw, right? Yeah. You want you want to have it when you need it, but you never want to draw it. So like I think that's where where Underworld Market saves the day, which is kind of weird. So like you go to the market, you pay one, and you get a treasure. But the treasure doesn't have anything because you got to spend more resources to open the treasure. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know what this for, is? This is this is what investment should be. <laughs> for those who, who aren't familiar with Underworld Market, I believe it's basically you search your deck for nine uh, cards with the illicit trait, or is it? 10? Oh, ten. And then yeah. you you stack them, you set them aside, and then yeah. each turn you get to draw two and pick one. Yeah. Uh, there might be a resource cost on that, but so if you build an underworld market deck, you basically don't have to draw the illicit cards, which is exactly. one of the one of the things yeah. that might actually slow this down because you would have to draw the embezzled treasure, and then you yep. need the five turns to embezzle exactly. the treasure, which so would if you draw, if you draw this, this too late, bad. then it's chances that you're going to be able to get enough resources on it to to make a difference is slim but with underworld market you're gonna draw this fairly quickly i would think if you put well the key thing with underworld market market. is that okay if embezzled treasures in your deck and you draw it in upkeep you have to take it like that's it it blocked your draw for the turn kind of like delve too deep with underworld market you have that other choice every turn you say like do i want embezzled treasure or do I want a 25 automatic? And based on the stage you are in the game, you can make that decision. And that's kind of the, I think that's kind of why this slots in there is because, you know, if you're in a stage of the game where it's like, I don't need a gun, I'm ready to start embezzling some treasure. You draw your, you know, you, you do your underworld market, you get your 25 automatic, you get your embezzled treasure. You go, I'll take embezzled treasure. So I got to spend a resource to put in my hand, action to put it into play, two resources to load it up, and then you're getting started. So this this is an interesting one. Oh, it's totally niche though, but it's kind of cool. I love how you can share the resources with your friends. That's really sweet. Yeah, I guess my only concern yeah. with this card is is the snowball effect, because the you know, say you play the first scenario, you're able to get the ten resources. I'm talking multiplayer here. 
next game you're able to share those resources which puts you in a in a better spot to yeah successfully embezzle the treasure that game and then you know like i said i just i don't see a situation in the right deck where this is just never on after the first scenario you'll be able to just embezzle the treasure scenario after scenario potentially get two of them down and then you're just yeah but once again okay in order to get two of them down and get 20 resources on them by the way your friends can't help you get those 20 resources they all have to come from your pool that's a lot of resources so so what's going on is and because those resources are leaving your pool they are not helping your well connected they're not you're, you can't use them on little santiago you know you can't use them on black fan like it's kind of a lot if you think about it well that's the reason i was asking yeah. because I, I don't have a lot of experience playing a, a big money deck so i don't know how much is too much so oh yeah while one embezzled treasure seems doable for yeah. one of those decks. I don't know if twenty resources is is out of the the realm of possibility. It's, I think the only time I really played a big money deck was what was that? Was it the skids? Um, the oh, parallel okay. skids scenario yeah. where yeah, you end up having about. to to earn tons and tons of resources and yeah. And, but keep in mind that one. Don't you need to have those tons of tons of resources at the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, you're not. So this, those. like, yeah, like this is actually like a problem, you know, if you're trying to, you know, because you kind of you have to overcap the scenario and spend resources above and beyond. Oh, and by the way, you got to pay your medical debts too, you know, because you're skids. Right. Yeah. So you're looking at like 68 resources or something, <laughs> like something crazy like that. So I think I think my uh, uh, to really like directly answer your question, I think this is a, um, I, I I think getting this, it's you're like you're shooting the moon when you're trying to do this, and that's not going to happen every time. I think you can like getting four or six on there. I think is like pretty reliable, but. I don't like don't expect to be getting all 20 resources on there every game. If you are, the campaign is way too easy. <laughs> you know, like and you are not being challenged, you know. Yeah. So yeah. how would you rate this one? Bless. Like I, I mean, oh my gosh. Because it totally affects your deck building. You're you're probably you're going to want a package cuz you got to be able to spare all those resources. So you're looking at um you're looking at hot streaks, you know, just to be able to like afford this. I mean, you're not gonna what you this doesn't combo well with um uh what was it called? Uh the the loan from uh Edge of the Earth. Uh unscrupulous loan. Yeah, it doesn't combo with that because it's with unscrupulous loan, you gotta pay the resources back or it gets exiled, which you don't wanna do. So this thing, like I said, I think this is a bless token because like you really gotta you really got to have the right kind of deck for this and you've got to spend XP to get the thing online. Like this isn't something you can just slam into Jenny and uh, expect to make work. So yeah, I think it's a bless. Yeah. Cause you got to really want it. I think it could be really cool and I want to try it. I really want to try it. Yeah. When I, when I first read the card, I was leaning towards plus one, but I, I think you're right. Bless token is probably more appropriate for something like this because you are going to need to have the infrastructure in your deck in order to yep. to generate enough resources to both pay for everything you want to pay for and then set yourself up 
for the next for the next game with uh yeah i do i do appreciate that they just didn't do delve too deep part two for rogues although i think we already yes. had that with let God sort them out. I think was the, oh yeah the card right, that right. that is quite similar to Delve Too Deep. That's a, a rogue mm-hmm. version, but uh, yeah, I, I mean it's an interesting design. I think it uh, it opens up some new uh, possibilities. And but yeah, you're gonna have to build around this to yeah, and don't to work. expect to get it of the full ten every game. Like that ten is a lot over the course of five turns. Yeah, and. You know, when I was when I was tracking how long games lasted, you know, twelve seemed to be about average. Some go longer, some go shorter, depending on the scenario. But twelve seemed about average. And if you need to five turns to get this online, then you're going to need it early, and you're going to need to have enough resources in order to to do that. And so. There are some some moving parts. It's certainly not like yes. delve too deep where you just slap it down and yeah. At the end of One the game thing... when everybody's resigned and everybody gets Exactly. XP you can't for, for can't really nothing. cheese the timing on this because you got to wait 5 turns. One thing that is interesting though is that it's an item. So I think that opens some very specific things up because then you can like find it with your backpack and set it aside until you need it. There's some stuff you can do with Bob Jenkins. You could scavenge it. Oh, then you can like dump it and then scavenge it when you need it when you're ready to start embezzling treasure. Okay, sell it off with Joey the Rat. That's that that opens up more um, flexibility on how you use it and how you can like get it back from your discard pile and how you draw it and that sort of thing. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it is an you know it's a it's a free asset that worst comes to worst if a crypt chill is gonna totally wreck yep. you <laughs> i mean it's it's not as good as switchblade for dealing with, with well that's true but, that's uh, true <laughs> but it's but, uh, uh at least you have the option yeah, okay. i don't know how i'd feel about you know spending like putting embezzled treasure down and then being in one of those situations where it was like you have to discard an item i mean there are enough cards that attack your board state or yep. you know assets and items and stuff like that that I feel like if it was between the embezzled treasure and a say my weapon or something like that, then oh yeah, you know the embezzled the treasure, treasure hits the discard yeah. pile. But uh, yeah, and then you know if you've stacked resources on it, well, you you're gonna to feel bad. The, kiss those goodbye. <laughs> yeah, but those are that's a that's a next scenario problem. You know, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. you haven't really lost scenario. anything besides the action and whatever you've stacked on at this game. Exactly, so. you've got to survive the current scenario. You can't worry about the next scenario. Yeah. So yeah, really, uh, really interesting design interesting. here for uh, embezzled treasure, and uh, one of the cards I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to playing around with. Although yeah. I guess in solo, how many would I get? Two resources. Or no, I get can, five if I could. You can do get it. a maximum of five if you can pull it off. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good. The next card we're going to take a look at is Thieves Kit. We're going to actually uh, diverge a little bit. Normally, we would talk about the upgrade for Thieves Kit during the uh, XP cards, but we're going to look at both of them here at the same time. Uh, Thieves Kit 
three cost asset with an intellect skill icon, item tool, and illicit trait. Uses six supplies. Spend one supply, investigate. You may use agility instead of intellect for this investigation. If you succeed, gain one resource. And Thieves Kit takes up a hand slot. Now, rogues have had a few different options in order to boost their investigate. There is, of course, flashlight from the uh, the core set, which uh, you reduce the shroud value of locations. There is both lockpicks level 0 and level 1, the level 1 version being far superior. I don't think I've actually ever played lockpicks 0 because they are just so incredibly fragile that uh, yeah. having them break on you I wouldn't say it's almost guaranteed when you're just starting off, you know, in scenario one, scenario two, and you haven't upgraded them yet. But just the fact that the threat is there basically from as soon as you put them down, that's a, yes. a, a risk I'm not really willing to take. And then rogues have had various other options to grab clues like intel report and uh, breaking and entering and, and things like that. So this one is... Uh, let rogues use agility instead of intellect. Now, I went through the list of uh, investigators, and it's actually, there aren't that many that really qualify for this, I'd say. There's, I mean, Skids has higher agility than intellect. You've got a couple like uh, Monterey Jack and Trish, where I think uh, Monterey is a five and a four, Trish is a four and a four. Correct. Uh, yeah. Other investigators, obviously Kaimani from this box, I believe they are a five and two. So using agility is oh, obviously yeah. better for them. Uh, Safina was another one. I believe she's a four and a two. So okay. Thieves Kit work would work well with her. And then the other one was Winifred, who is a five and a two. And then isn't Bob four agility three intellect i think he's four intellect oh that's right that's right he's the four intellects right non-seeker yeah okay cool yeah, so okay. so this is a this is an interesting card because it you're you're laying out three resources at the beginning but you have the potential to double your investment as long as you potential. are able to succeed on those investigate yeah. tests now if you're using say Kaimani, because they are in the box. Investigating at five is very, very good. Yes. I'm not entirely sure if you're investigating with skids, whether four would be a slam dunk. Yeah. So the other the other oh. obvious advantage of this card over some of the others is that it turns on all of those agility skills that uh that rogues like but can't commit to skill tests Yes, if you're investigating with intellect. Uh, I think yeah. the one that is often brought up is watch this, which you can't, <gasps> you can't use on investigating. Watch this. Yeah, that, that, uh, here you can now commit watch this to investigate tests and sure. repeat yeah. more resources. So what do you think about this one? So when I look at this, I like to... I compare it to emergency cash because emergency cash has effectively the same return, three resources for an action, but you get the three resources immediately and you can't fail at getting those three resources with emergency cash. So what this tells me is that if I'm playing thieves kit, 
it's not for the resources because emergency cash just gets the job done as one action no invest no test necessary so what i think thieves kit really is it's more like what we were talking about with disguise like is that boost that you're getting from going to intellect important sorry going away from intellect and into agility like is that meaningful so that's why we're talking kimani and winifred but probably that's about it it's a pretty narrow card in that regard because it doesn't like you gotta get a boost out of it to really make it worth spending three in a hand slot yeah i think it needs yeah. to be a significant boost like if you're playing yeah, like Kaimani two or more winifred you're going yeah you'd be in investigating with intellect two versus intellect or agility five yeah. which i think is yeah is very yeah. good you know how certain cards that show up in expansions are just like auto includes for the investigator in that expansion yeah you know like i think this is kamani's because like how are, like, are you really going to be able to investigate it too like with two like it's not happening you need something and lock picks is not in the box that's in the winifred pack so they had to have something and this is it you also brought up flashlight that's another interesting thing is like Flashlight is a guaranteed effective plus two. It costs less. Yeah, you don't have to, you get to use it as often, but if you want to get the clues, if you want to get the clues, then if you're someone like Skids, then Flashlight probably does a better job of it. That being said, if you are playing, say, a Skids deck and you're really all in on the agility, like those skill cards, like if you're running manual dexterities and you're running nimbles and you're running watch this, watch, watch these watch these exclamation point you know if you're running those then yeah there's definitely a case for it but i i think this is really just about kamani can get clues with this you know it is it is interesting that they designed a car that sort of finds a niche without mm -hmm. sort of stepping on what other cards do like if you're if you're the playing in multiplayer and you're sort of expected to grab clues at low shroud locations then something like flashlight probably works better for what you want to do and then of course you can always step up to lockpicks level one once you gain some experience points which and then sort of lockpicks level one works better in that succeed by x deck where you just need i need to succeed by a ton to trigger other effects and lockpicks sort of guarantees that you can do that at least once per yeah. turn where this sort of fits into a deck where you spend the resources, you can get some of those back, and you get to investigate with your yep. agility instead. How yeah. would you um, uh, rate this one? Okay, so I think this one is actually very narrow. So here's the thing. As you as you were saying earlier, lockpicks level zero. I, personally, I really don't like it because it can break with one token pull. I really wish lockpicks level zero had one charge on it that would let you get one break before it completely breaks but alas that is not the case so what this means is that like i think nine times out of ten i would probably include thieves kit only as a stopgap because i'm waiting to go to lockpicks level one because that's like if i want the clues lockpicks level one is going to be pretty great that's 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 going to get it done it costs the same it has effectively infinite supplies yeah it doesn't give me resources but I can get like seven and get up to like seven or eight or even more on the tests to get the clues. So what this means is this has a very like it's a very niche case of I'm playing Kamani and I'm or I'm playing Winifred and I don't have any XP yet. So 
Does that make it a bless? I'm not sure. Like, like, or is or is that make it an elder thing? I don't know. This is one of those weird ones because it's like very niche. It, I think it's worth noting as well that you, while you do get to recoup your investment and possibly gain a few resources to boot, it is a little bit slow in that regard. It doesn't exhaust, so theoretically, oh, nice. you can drop okay. this down, investigate three times, like investigate twice after you play it and then or if you've got extra actions three times in one turn and basically recoup all your resources very quickly but yeah but the fact that that I, those resources are based on succeeding a test means that not I mean, reliable it's not reliable because um if you if you need resources just play emergency cash yeah i was i, I was leaning towards a zero on this one okay uh, simply because it fills a gap you can play it, it in yeah. in a couple of different investigators, I think, pretty well. Kamani and Winifred, possibly yeah. Safina, if you if you're leaning heavily oh, into rogue. Who knows? There may be a couple, you know, we may receive more investigators down the road who, who like this. I think it's solid. I don't think I would go as low as an elder thing for it, but it doesn't feel like a bless either because you're not really okay. building around the card per se. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just sort of yeah. There aren't a lot of rogues and off-class rogues who can play this really effectively. I think is more the issue yeah. than yeah than the card itself. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those like it's like flashlight where. You know, you have zero XP. You gotta have something in there to get clues. You know, then once you get XP, you have a lot more options. I mean, the other the other uh, uh, investigator who might like it is uh, is uh, Finn. Finn's a four and four, but it does have the illicit trait, which means he can grab it with smuggled goods. Yeah, it doesn't discard itself, so the recursion isn't there. But yeah. No, it's 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 not. That's a that's a that's a rabbit hole. Is probably not worth going into because you don't really profit even if all six investigates land. You don't really profit because it takes so long and you know you have emergency cash instead. Yeah. You can use act of desperation. True, you can throw your throw your thieves <laughs> kit and hit them in the head, yes. or yeah, stab with them with kit. those those tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> pluck their eyeball out it's like <laughs> i'm gonna break my lock picks on your face <laughs> rather yeah. than in the door so where are you where are you gonna land i'm gonna go zero i'm gonna, on I'm gonna land one. on another thing I'm you're gonna, gonna land, land on another thing. thing all right yeah so yeah a uh another interesting uh card i always find the the rogue cards uh in whichever expansion seem to be uh very interesting designs uh, <laughs> and this one uh this one finds a gap, I think, that uh, uh -huh. that lockpicks and flashlight and all the other cards don't really uh, don't really fit into. So, uh, but if you like Thieves Kit, then you may want to consider Thieves Kit Level Three. Basically, the same card uh, adds an agility skill icon, which we sort of come to expect. Uh, this one you spend one supply, same number of supplies, six supplies. You get to spend one investigate. For this investigation, you may use agility instead of intellect, and you get plus one skill value 
And then if you're successful, you gain a resource, two resources instead if you succeed by two or more. Is this worth, is the upgrade worth the three XP? Uh, I think it's worth one XP, but not three. Yeah, because lockpicks are one XP. <laughs> and then you end up investigating at an eight, you know, or a seven or eight to like get things done. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, uh, plus one's not enough. I I already wish the base thieves kit cost two instead of three, and this doesn't reduce the cost. Okay, so you okay, so you're gonna get some re you're gonna get two resources sometimes because you're not you're not putting two stats into this. You're still putting only one stat. Okay, maybe you could maybe I could be convinced that it's worth two XP, but not three. Not three. That's just too much. Might as well play hot streaks or something you know get that money yeah i feel like with this yeah. one you have the potential to quadruple your investment if you can succeed by two reliably the problem is is that even if you're playing an investigator like kamani who is starting with five this bumps them to six if yeah. you're at three or four shroud locations you're still going to have to commit skills and or resources to yep. to get high enough to succeed by two reliably yeah which i think yeah. for three xp i shouldn't have to work that hard <laughs> exactly exactly and not at three xp i feel like this is a one xp card like it to me it just feels like man you know if i'm at, sitting at a six i'm gonna have to commit some skills to yep. get to seven or eight to 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 reliably succeed by two mm -hmm. to get the because i feel like you're really paying for the resources in this on this card like the three xp uh -huh. seems because of the resources if it was just oh, like right. the skill value then yeah i'm sure it would be like one or two xp but it feels like at three you're really paying for the for all those extra resources so you're going to want to succeed by two in order to to see the value of the XP you've pumped into yes. this. And and at that point, I figure you have lockpicks, you have lucky cigarette cases, you have watch this. Oh yeah, watch this doesn't work on, on that, but like I see what it's going for. It's just too expensive. Yeah. So how would you rate uh, the level three version of Thieves Kit? Auto fail. Just play lockpicks instead. Yeah, I think I'm gonna join you at uh, auto fail on this one. Okay. okay. Uh, as much as I was willing to be to give it a the the base version is zero, I just don't see myself. Yeah, there's a niche there. Three XP for this one, mm -hmm. for what you're getting out of it. It just seems yeah. that's way too much. That's going to do it for part one of our look at the uh, rogue cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Any uh, final thoughts? I'd say uh, power-wise, not a very uh, not a very spicy bunch, but we did get embezzled treasure. That seems interesting. Yeah, not. Uh, I mean, some some like I said, some interesting card designs here. Disguise seems pretty solid for for what it does embezzled treasure stands yeah. out as as being something innovative and new mm -hmm. thieves kit sort of fills a fills a hole unfortunately mm -hmm. the the level three version i think is just priced too high for 
for what it is, but uh, I guess it's a, a good start for the rogues. Eh, it can only get better than me from here. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.